Come on, all across the house, can you give God praise? Come on, can we give God praise? Give him the best praise you've given him all morning. Come on, lift up your voice, clap your hands, declare, declare that he is worthy of high praise. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, I feel, I feel a charge in the spirit of the house. Come on, there's a sound of revival in the house. There's a declaration of the king in the house. Clap your hands, all you people. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. And shout unto God with a voice, with a voice, with a voice of triumph. Come on, I feel something moving in the sanctuary right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Can you hear it ringing? Come on, can you feel it moving? Can you feel the power of God pressing? Come on, come on, I feel it. Come on, just take about 10 more seconds. Come on, take about 10 more seconds and let the Holy Ghost work. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, this is an atmosphere where things can break. Come on, this is an atmosphere that things can change. Oh, yes, come on, just close your eyes, throw your head back and clap your hands. Come on, if you've come with depression, it can change now. Come on, if you've come with weights, they can lift now. Come on, if you've come weak, God can put strength in your spirit now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, I'm not ashamed of this atmosphere. Come on, I'm not ashamed of the power of God. I'm not ashamed of the Spirit of God. I'm not ashamed of the presence of God. Come on, anybody feel the Holy Ghost in the sanctuary right now? Come on, anybody feel something moving and pressing and weaving through the pews? It's the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. That's met us in the house this morning. We are so blessed to feel what we feel. Anybody love what you feel? Amen. You can't get this anywhere. You can only get it at church. Amen. Amen. There are stadiums. There are buildings. There are fabrications of buildings across the country. But there is no place. There is no place. There is no place like the house of God. Amen. Somebody shout amen. Amen, amen. I love the charge that I feel of the spirit of the house this morning. And I believe that there is, there is a prophetic unfolding that's taking place beneath the surface. Amen. And I, I believe with all of my heart through prayer that after this service, after this service, there are going to be things that will never be the same in this house. Anybody's just going to link up with me in the spirit right there. I feel, I feel that God is doing something. Come on, you just keep on running. You just keep on shouting. You just keep on worshiping. You just keep on praising. Something's going to break forth in the sanctuary. Come on, something's going to break forth 
Come on, something's breaking forth. Come on, come on. There's some layers that are being pulled off in the spirit right now. Amen, amen, amen. Turning your attention quickly to the word of the Lord, Isaiah 54 and verse 1 and also Galatians 4 and 26 for your consideration. And in your turning, in your turning, I, I've stood in many desks to prepare to deliver the word of God. And I feel, I feel humbled by the grace of God to step behind this sacred desk and deliver a word. But if there was ever a service, even amongst conferences and meetings and gatherings, if there was ever a service that I felt more of a clear, divine, distinct word for now and for the people. I feel a, I feel an utterance shaking in my spirit this morning. I feel a word brewing in my spirit. Anybody need a word of the sanctuary? And I, I believe that God is going to speak to us. Somebody shout us. Amen. All the visitors that are here, we are so glad that you are here. Come on, come on, Cornerstone. We are so glad you are here. And I, I know that for many that have never experienced Pentecost, have never experienced what we're feeling right now, people shouting and dancing and running and leaping, I just want to tell you, we just love doing what the Bible says. The Bible declares, clap your hands, all ye people. And not only clap your hands, but shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. He said, praise him in the sanctuary. Praise him on the string instruments. Praise him with the sultry and heart. Praise him on the high sounding cymbals. Praise him on the loud sounding cymbals. Come on, I hear a sound in the house. I hear a sound in the house. Let everything that has breath. So excuse us this morning if this is different. It may be different, but it's biblical. Let the whole church shout amen. It, it might look strange, but it's biblical. We're not crazy as you think we are. We, there's something churning in my spirit. There's something brewing in my spirit. I got the Holy Ghost just like the Bible says. I wish I had two or three people that felt. I said, I got the Holy Ghost just like the Bible said. Come on, that's it. It's in order to praise God. Come on, don't let anybody stop your shout. Don't let anybody stop your praise. Don't let anybody hinder your worship. I feel, I feel like worshiping God in the house. Amen. 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 There is a clear sound that comes with Pentecost, and I'm not ashamed to be Pentecostal this morning. Amen. 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 Isaiah 54 and 1, we honor. Bishop Mayo and I believe that God is with him as they minister abroad. And uh, 
I pray maybe maybe he would hear this sermon. But I believe that today is going to be a, a momentous Sunday of change and transformation and a catalyst to revival. Somebody shout revival. Isaiah 54 and 1 declares, Sing, O barren, thou that didst not bear. Isaiah said, break forth into singing. I just come to tell you what we're doing this morning is very biblical. Break forth into singing and cry. Somebody shout cry. Come on, somebody shout cry. And cry aloud, thou that didst not travail with child. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married wife, said the Lord. But what Isaiah said next gets in my spirit, and I feel the Lord speaking clearly this morning. He said, enlarge the place of thy tent. Somebody look at your neighbor and said, make room. He said, enlarge the place of thy tent and let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitations. Turn to your other neighbor and said, make room. Come on, say it like you mean it. Make room. It's revival time. Come on, turn to your neighbor and said, make some room. We're in revival. Just nudge him a little bit with a soft elbow and say, hey, make room. We're in revival right now. He said, spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes. And Paul in Galatians 4 and 26 began to recant and or recall to remembrance the spirit, the spirit of revival that Isaiah was prophesying about. He said, but Jerusalem which is above is free. Anybody thankful for liberty in the house? Oh, yeah. Come on. Anybody thankful that you got liberty to run and shout and dance in the sanctuary? Anybody thankful for the joy of the Lord? He said, but Jerusalem, which is above, is free, which is the mother. Somebody shout, Mama which is the mother of us all. And he said, for it is written, Rejoice thou barren that bearest not. Break forth and cry. Somebody shout cry. Thou that travailest not for the desolate had many more children than she which hath an husband. If there was ever a service, if there was ever a service, hear me right now in the Holy Ghost, if there was ever a service that I felt a clear, a clear projection of the Spirit of God for a particular church, I want to tell you, Cornerstone, that God has a word specifically for this church this morning. Come on, we're in revival. I, I believe we ought to lift up our voice and let revival move in the house right now. Come on, somebody clap your hands. Somebody lift up your voice. Come on, break forth and cry. Come on, he said cry aloud, shout. Break forth, something's moving, something's changing. 
Come on, I feel a miracle on the brink right now. Come on, I feel, I feel cancer moving out of the way right now. I feel somebody on the verge of a breakthrough in the sanctuary. Come on, you ought to give God a radical praise. You ought to give God an uninhibited praise. You ought to give God... Come on, if you got the Holy Ghost, you ought to let your neighbor feel it right now. Come on, I feel something breaking. Come on, break forth and cry. Come on, sing. Sing unto the Lord. Come on, break forth, break forth, break forth. Come on, shackles have to break. Come on, chains and weights have to break. Come on, fear has to leave. Doubt has to take a back seat. Break forth, break forth. Come on, I hear a sound from Jerusalem. I hear a wind from Jerusalem. I hear a spirit from heaven. There's a sound in the house. Cry, 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 cry out to the Lord. Amen. Somebody shout cry. Amen. Clap your hands one more time with the Lord. Amen. With the help of God's spirit, I need his help to deliver this word this morning. I want to preach from this thought. When mama cries. Amen. God bless you in the fear of the Lord. You may be seated. In Jesus' name, when, somebody shout when, mama cries, when mama cries. Anybody love what you feel in the sanctuary right now? Come on, anybody knows what you feel in the sanctuary right now? It's the same when, it's the same spirit that broke out at Jerusalem. Before, before the death of Jesus Christ, before the uttering and the ushering in of a New Testament. Somebody shout New Testament. Before the ushering in of a New Testament by the death of the testator, Jesus God manifested in the flesh. Before his dying, resurrecting, and before him sending down his spirit back down to the people in the form of the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. Before that period, before that time, the land of Israel, the nation, the people of God were considered a people of barrenness. Somebody shout barren. It was before this point that Israel in its infancy and Israel in the nature of being God's chosen people, it was a time in which there were few new converts. It was a time in which in order for you to be considered a child of God, you had to be born through the blood and the lineage of the people of God. The Hebrew inheritance, the Jewish nation, if you were not born into a Jewish family, you yourself were not considered the people of God. But anybody thankful for salvation this morning? 
there were few new converts in order to be adopted into the covenant. There was a process of circumcision. It was a process of inviting, welcoming the stranger. There were few nations that embraced this one God message. It was few of the heathen nations that were converted to a monotheistic doctrine and belief that there is only one God that sits on the throne here. Oh, Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord and so if you were not born into the land the people of Israel you were not considered God's people but Isaiah in Isaiah 54 begin begin to see things in the spirit and begin begin to open up a canister of utterance as he began to project and foretell a prophecy of what was going to come in a different day. He began, he began to prophesy about a day that Israel was going to have to make room in the house. Somebody turn to your neighbor and said, make a little room. It was going to have to make room in the house. They were going to have to enlarge the territory, the place of their tents. They were going to increase the parameters of the inhabitants because he understood that though Israel may be barren now, there's going to be a day that there's going to be a people and there's going to be an increase and there's going to be a revival and it's going to happen in this land. I come to tell you, I love what I feel at Cornerstone right now. You might not can see it, but you ought to make a little room in the house. You might not can see it, but you ought to spread forth and lengthen your stakes and strengthen your cords. There's revival. Hey, I come to tell you revival's in the land. I come to tell you make room in the land. Today is a good day for Pentecost to happen. Spirit of God in the house. He said, begin to make room, O barren, sing. He said, sing and break forth into singing. He said, cry aloud with the sound of travail. He said, because there's going to be a day that there's going to be people that need a God. There's going to be people that need a healer. There's going to be people that need a Savior. I wish somebody would hear God speaking. There's going to be a day that there's going to be a cry going to be a cry in the land he said there's going to be a day that at Jerusalem the mother somebody shout mama the mother of us all, the point, the point in which God had declared through time that, that Isaiah began to prophesy about the day of Pentecost. He began to prophesy that there was going to be a sound, that there was going to be a sound, that there was going to be a sound. I wish somebody would fall in love with singing today. I just thank God for worship. I just thank God for praise. I just thank God for a sound that when you walk in God's church, it ain't a dead church. When you walk in God's house, it ain't a dead house. I just come to remind you on a Sunday morning, this is not a mortuary, but this house is the sanctuary. 
Hey, I know, I know it might be different uh, to see people running, uh, but this is a sanctuary. Uh, I know it might be strange uh, to see people leaping uh, and dancing uh, and singing, uh, but I just come to tell you, cry aloud. Uh, this is the sanctuary. Uh, praise the Lord. Uh, this is the sanctuary. I wish somebody would clap your hands and give God a praise. I feel something coming out of my spirit that forces me to open up my mouth and cry aloud until something breaks forth. It says, sing, O barren. Break forth and cry aloud. And what Isaiah what Isaiah is unfolding in spirit. He's unfolding, he's unfolding the processes and the methods in which children are born to a mother. If there was ever a time for anybody to get along and go ahead and agree with the preacher, I need all the mamas for the next 30 minutes to preach with the preacher. Any mamas in the house? He began, he began, he began, he began to unfold the spirit in which a mother brings forth children, a spirit in which a cry and a travail and a sound comes from the girts and the depths of pain, the pushing and the contracting, the forcing and the pressing that causes a sound, a sound to come forth that is not forced. I wish somebody would hear God in the house. Can I tell you that it, it, it is hard for me to believe that when the anointing of God comes in the house and we start saying you are holy, holy and righteous, lovely and power, that is hard for me to sit still. It's hard for me to keep my seat. It's hard for me to stay locked in my pew. When I think about the majestic nature of God, when I think about the spirit of God that can pull somebody out, of the depths of hell you can't keep me quiet you can't shut my mouth there is a sound and a cry that breaks forth I wish somebody would shout if you know what it felt like to be pulled out of depression I wish somebody would shout if you know what it feels like to be pulled out of the muck and the mire I wish somebody knows what it felt like uh, that in the midst of pain, uh, life came forth uh, and God intervened uh, and God worked a miracle uh, and God showed up. Uh, break forth, uh, break forth uh, and cry. Isaiah begins to prophesy. He begins to prophesy of the processes of Pentecost because the Bible declares that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, that they were all in one place and all in one accord, and suddenly there was a sound. Well, I wish somebody would get excited about the power of the spirit of Pentecost in the house. <laughs> He said, when the day of Pentecost was fully come. This is what, what we understand 
of the full term and the matriculation that when the mother gets to the point that she is now full term and she's ready to bring forth the child. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. She's ready to bring forth the child. It is the time and the day that the bearings of her spirit, that that time has fully come, that the baby has to come out, that something has to come forth. She can't hold the baby back even if she tried. She couldn't stop the baby from bringing forth even if she tried. How come to tell Cornerstone on a Sunday morning, get ready. You can't stop what's coming. Get ready. You can't stop what's coming. I don't care if you try to hold the reins back and say we're not ready for all of this. We're trying to get settled. But there's a child coming forth. Break forth and cry. My God, I feel it. I feel it. I feel a miracle coming because somebody's been watering the stump. You've been travailing in tears, and they that reap in tears shall. Somebody's been sowing in tears, and you're going to reap in joy. There's children coming. There's revival coming. There's help that's coming. There's a miracle that's coming. So when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there was nobody at Jerusalem that can stop the spirit from falling down. Can I tell you right now, I feel the Holy Ghost in the sanctuary. But can I tell you something about the spirit of breaking forth and cry? There is nothing easy about labor. Let all the mamas say, Maybe y'all, some of y'all had an easy labor. I'm going to say that again. Let all the mamas say. There is nothing easy about labor. There is nothing pretty. There is, there, there is, there is, a, it's, it's a sound, but it's a sound that is uncontrollable. <laughs> it's a sound that you can't hold back. It comes, it comes out of nowhere. Can I tell you that when I get to the house of God uh, and I got weights on my life uh, that I don't know how to get rid of uh, and I got things in my world uh, that are pressing me and squeezing me uh, and I got pain in my body uh, and I got pain in my spirit uh, and I'm wrestling with demons in my mind. Uh, can I tell you uh, that when the spirit of God begins to move, uh, there's an utterance uh, that begins to happen uh, when you lift up your hands uh, and begin to cry out to the Lord. Uh, I can't stop it. Uh, when tears begin to flow uh, when they're singing about the blood. Uh, I can't stop it. Uh, when the preacher's preaching, uh, something uh, has to break uh, for it. Is this all right this morning? I just come to tell you something has to happen. When there's, an, when there's an utterance of life in the house, you can't stop God from moving. I don't care how much doubt you got. I just come to tell you if you start crying aloud, doubt has to get out of the way and a miracle has to break forth. I just feel like somebody's on the verge of a breakthrough that you've been wanting, but you can't get it with your closed mouth and your hands folded and your feet flat on the floor and your... said there's, there's going to be a cry. Somebody shout a cry. There's going to be a cry like the cry of a mother. When she's in deep travail, bringing forth a child, 
a cry just like the cry of this, this virtuous woman by the name of Rachel. The Bible declares in Genesis 35 and 16 that Rachel, who's considered the mother of Israel, the mother of the people of God, that when Rachel, who was barren and she had desired children, cannot tell somebody in the house, we got to get to the point that we want people to come feel what we feel. We got to get to the point that we want people to know the God that we know. Can I tell you when a visitor shows up, I ain't ashamed to shout. I ain't ashamed to dance. I ain't ashamed. Hey, some of you are saying, I hope he don't get radical. I hope he don't start sweating. I hope he don't start shouting. But the Bible said, cry aloud until a baby is born. Cry aloud until a child is born. Cry aloud until a soul is saved. Cry I wish somebody would peel off a layer of your flesh and shout next to a visitor and shout next to a saint and shout and cry and break forth. Come on, that's it, shout. Come on, that's it, cry aloud. I'm not ashamed of worship. I'm not ashamed of dancing. I'm not ashamed. There's a baby coming. There's a baby coming. to your neighbor, there's a child coming. Come on, there's some children coming. But there was a time that Rachel was barren and she could not have children. She could not have children. And God opened her womb and God gave her favor and said, you're going to have children. You're going to have two boys, uh, as a matter of a fact. Uh, but what transpired, uh, the Bible declares that as Rachel uh, was leaving Bethel, which is the house of God, uh, when Rachel left Bethel, uh, there was a spirit that hit her uh, and she couldn't stop what was happening. Uh, there was a boy that was trying to come forth uh, and something began to churn in her uh, and something began to move in her uh, and the pains of her labor became exceedingly great. Can I tell you that we might feel like we've reached a point that we're stretching ourselves thin and we're spending so much money and so much is happening so fast, but so goes labor. You can't stop the process. It's happening so quick, but I just come to tell you that children are on their way. That revival's in the land. There's a sound in the house. That's Hey, I just want to tell you what God's telling me. There's a sound in the house. Get ready. Get ready. And travail. The Bible says that she began to go in labor. And her labor was hard labor. Somebody shout hard labor. Her labor was hard labor, and the Bible declares that it came to pass uh, that when she was in hard labor, uh, there was tears streaming down her face. Uh, she was weeping for family, uh, for children to come forth. Uh, anybody still praying for your family in the house? Uh, she was praying uh, for the salvation uh, of her child to come forth. Uh, she was having complications, uh, and there was a fear in her uh, that the pain was so great uh, that she thought the baby wasn't going to make it. Uh, but all she wanted more than anything... Uh, is that, that she would see her child uh, breathing. Uh, I just come to tell somebody, uh, don't give up on your promise uh, and don't give up on your miracle. Uh, you got to see this thing through. Uh, you got to cry until it comes out. Uh, you got to...
Hey, some of you are on the verge of a stillborn, but you got to cry aloud until the baby comes. You got to cry aloud until your help comes. There's a prayer that's going to be answered when you cry aloud. Oh, somebody lift up your voice. I feel the Holy Ghost. Don't give up on that baby. Don't give up on your family yet. Don't give up on that raise. Don't give up on your answer. You watered the stump, but now you got to cry aloud and break for it. Oh, somebody give God praise. I feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, I can feel the Holy Ghost. Oh, there's somebody in your spirit. You're saying, yes, I feel it. I feel something coming. I just got to cry aloud. I got to cry aloud. I got to worship God. I got to let something move. I can feel it on the inside. It's a desire. It's a desperation for children. And the midwife looked at Rachel. And she can see the agony on her face. And like a mama that's just praying that her baby will be all right. Keep on asking the doctor, is everything fine? Is everything right? And the doctor's just moving his hands. And the doctor's just moving his hands. And all of a sudden, the midwife looks at Rachel. And she ha- I can see her little smile on her face. And she said, fear not. Thou shalt have this son also. In other words, I know you're going through pain. And things are difficult. But I just want to tell you uh, your child is going to make it. Uh, your child is on the way here. Your miracle's on the way. Uh, your p- I wish somebody would believe God right now. I wish somebody would believe God right now. That baby's heart's still beating. Uh, it's still a chance that's going to happen. Uh, it's still a chance they're going to walk through the door. Oh, somebody needs to give God praise right now. Come on, come on. Come on, can you hear it? Can you hear it? Can you hear the heartbeat of revival happening? I don't care what the devil says. I see those seats full. I don't care what the devil says. I see this house full. You got to see the children of the desolate that are filling the house. You got to see babies being born that fill the house. Can you hear it? Oh, but mama, you got to cry. Oh, mama, you got to travail. Oh, mama, you got to shout. Oh, mama, you got to weep until your prayers are answered. I see too many people that get in the altar and they need God to move and they're sitting there and tears are welling up in their eyes and the whole time they're trying to suck it in and they're trying to keep themselves from crying but that ain't how babies are born that ain't how miracles come forth you gotta let those tears come out with weeping you gotta let that cry come out with weeping I never seen somebody get the Holy Ghost with their lips zipped I never seen somebody be filled with the spirit with their mouth closed if you want things to break through you gotta break forth and cry if you need a breakthrough you need to break forth and Maybe there's nobody that need a breakthrough, but I feel something in me. I've been waiting for this baby. I've been waiting for this miracle. I've been waiting for this answer. I got to cry. I feel it. 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 
somebody say, preach all that noise that's not necessary. You maybe never seen a baby be born before, have you? All that screaming and shouting ain't necessary. You ain't seen a baby be delivered, have you? I need all the mamas to help the preacher right now. All that shouting, all that crying, all that shaking and dancing, all that moving's not necessary. You don't know what it's like for children to come. Because if you ask mama, you can't stop what you feel. You can't block what you feel. I feel like stepping out in the aisle. I got to get out of my pew. I got to get out of my seat. I feel something burning. I feel something churning. I feel something Hey, mama, you got to cry. Come on, don't hold it back. Let it out. Don't shut up. Shout it out. Break forth and cry. Break forth and travail. Break forth. Come on, Cornerstone, something's moving. Come on, something's moving deep. Oh, I felt it. I felt the baby move again. I felt something move again. Hey, somebody that lost your prayer life, you got to just feel around. I can feel it coming up. God's pressing me to pray. God's pressing me to praise. Labor is hard work. Somebody shout amen. Labor is hard work, but you ask any mama in here, labor may be hard work, but it's worth it. Oh, yeah. The intense weeping and the intense screaming and crying and pressing and convulsions and the, and the stretching and the pulling. You ask any mama in here in the midst of that pain, you don't think you're going to get out. You wonder when the contractions are going to stop. But when you see the eyes of your baby and you see them breathing for the first time, you look back and you said, all the labor was worth it. All the labor was worth it. I come to tell Cornerstone, I don't care how much money we're spending. I know it's not my money, but Bishop's vision is that this building will be filled. I just come to tell you, labor is hard, but keep on pressing. Labor is hard, but keep on crying. Labor is hard. My God, I feel a word in the house. I come to tell somebody, I know that labor is hard, but keep on knocking. I hear children coming. I know labor is hard, but keep on walking the streets and reaching because children are coming. I know it might be tough, but keep running the buses. Get the buses running. Children are coming. I just want somebody to cry aloud. I hear children on the way. There's a wail of travail. There's a weeping and a crying and a... Oh, somebody needs to worship God right now. I'm telling you, your breakthrough is locked up until you travail for it. Because something happens when mama begins to cry. Is this all right on a Sunday morning? Something begins to happen when mama feels something deep and a scream comes out and a wail comes out that she can't control. My beautiful wife is not here, and I won't embarrass her because Lord knows I'm going to hear it if I do. You're going to say, why are you, why are you embarrassing me like that? But I remember we had been praying for a child for a long time. We had not had children for three and a half years. We were praying. 
we were praying. It was year seven. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. It was year seven that God opened up. He opened up the windows of heaven and gave us a miracle. He gave us a baby boy that we had been praying for, a child that we had been praying for. I just come to tell you, if you gave up on your prayers, I don't know if I can help you, but I'm holding on to mine. If you gave up on your promises, you can, you can let the devil keep them if you want to. But I'm pulling my hands back, and I'm saying it's my baby. I'm going to cry for it. It's my child. I've been waiting too long for this baby. I've been praying too long for this child. i got to cry until my baby comes. But we have been praying for a child. My wife and I was so... We were, so, we were so thankful the day we found out we were going to have a child, and my wife began to instantly prepare. She's a, my wife is an incredible woman. She, she, she reads, and she studies, and she's thorough. And so she, she, she had been working out and keeping her body fit from the day we got married until that point. And the doctors tell you, doctors would tell you uh, that whatever you're doing at the time uh, that you conceive, uh, you don't stop doing it. popular belief, but they tell you that if, if you haven't been physically active, don't try to exert yourself and take up weightlifting while you're pregnant. But it, because it causes so much stress on the body, there's a baby that's trying to grow, and your body has never seen this stress before. But they told my wife, they said, are you physically active? She said, yes. My, my husband and I work out three days a week. They said, keep on doing that, because you got to keep your body in the condition that it's in to bring forth a healthy baby. You don't want to just lay on the couch and let your belly grow. you got to stay active. you got to keep moving. I just come to tell somebody in the house, you don't stop praying because you don't see nothing happening. You don't stop shouting because ain't nothing happened. Uh, you got to give the baby time to grow. Uh, you got to give the baby time to get big uh, and stretch. Uh, you got to keep on doing what you've been doing. Uh, there's a baby coming. Hey, I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, you got to keep on doing uh, what you've been doing. Uh, don't stop worshiping now. Uh, don't stop clapping now. Uh, don't stop running now. Uh, don't stop shouting now. My God, I wish somebody were running out right now. You got to keep doing what you've been doing. You got to keep doing what you've been doing. There it is, one, two. Come on, I hear a baby coming. I can feel a baby coming. I believe God for my miracle. I hear it coming. And so, so my boy to increase in size and begin to grow. And my wife, my wife is, a, she's a petite girl. She's five foot one and beautiful. So she started, she started growing, but she kept studying and she started preparing herself. She started reading. A, she started drinking raspberry leaf tea. I was just involved in the birth process as she was. All the sisters said, no, you wasn't. drinking raspberry leaf tea and, and, and K2, and she's on, she's on all these vitamins trying to make sure that her body was in optimal condition to have this baby. Uh, and there was, there was things that she was taking. There was, there was substances that she was taking uh, because labor is hard. Somebody say hard. Labor is hard, and so there were substances that she was reading and taking. And, and they said that if you, if you take these things and you regiment yourself, uh, that you're going to make labor easier. Not easy, but easier. Because if you're going to build a church, this thing ain't easy. 
If you're going to have revival, it ain't cheap. It comes at the cost of crying. It comes at the cost of expending yourself until you're tired and said, I don't know if I can make one more church service, but you got to keep your body in optimal condition and show up anyway. In order for the body to stay in optimal condition, all the saints got to show up on Sunday, and all the saints got to show up on midweek, and all the saints got to show up at family prayer. If we're going to have a baby... God, so my wife, she began, she began to get to the point, to the point to where her day was fully come. Until she got to the point to where she was full term and ready to have the baby. And she, she, she was so strategic. Her mother had a home birth. And so we decided, we decided together that, that and she said, I want to have a, water, a natural water birth and I want to go to a birth center. And I was like, baby, whatever you want, you got. I ain't the one having a baby. For all the brothers, that's a tip right there. You better put that in your pocket. Smart man. So we get to that point, and and I, oh my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I got to the point to where I realized, I realized that these processes were beginning to take place. And she's and she's walking one day, and we're we're eating dinner, and she said, "Ooh, I feel something." And I tell you, that's what happens when you walk in the house of God and the singing starts singing and the preacher starts preaching. You say, ooh, I felt something. Boy, anybody felt that right there? Doubt's been on your shoulder all week and depression's been in your spirit. But you walk in the house of God and the preacher says something. You say, ooh, I felt something. And I said, baby, what were you feeling? She, she left the table and I said, going on. She came out. She said, mm, I think this baby's ready to come. I said, seriously? So we called the midwife and we get in touch with the midwife and she began to check and she said, oh yeah, you ain't going to be two more days. This baby's going to be here. I said, my Lord. See, I thought I was ready, but I'm like, I'm not ready. And the whole time that, I've, that I'm invested in this process, brothers, listen, I, I don't, every family is different, every wife is different, every birth is different. But in my house, I had, I had the perfect birth scenario. I was going through the birth classes and they were teaching me, they were teaching me the breathing method. And I was, I was learning about Braxton Hicks and I was learning about everything. And I learned how to, how to relieve pressure from my hips. I, re, I learned everything. But what I learned, they didn't prepare me for what I saw. All right, this morning, and I saw, I saw, I said, so we, we get to the point that she's having contractions, and I'm, I got this app on my phone, and they're saying, they're saying, the, the, the app you track the contractions. So my wife is, she's, she's laboring, she's laboring, and she's relaxing in the tub, and I'm like, baby, how you feel? She's like, I still feel something. It's still, I still feel it. Still feel it. So I start timing the contractions, and the midwives tell us, you don't come to the clinic until your contractions are three minutes apart. I said, okay, got it. So I'm looking at my phone. I time it, boom. Okay, I got the time. I time it again, boom. And I look at the time. I said, okay, four minutes and 13 seconds. I said, okay, it's getting close. I time it again. It says three minutes and 45 seconds. I said, oh, my God. 
So I got to say, okay, I may got to make sure this thing is working. So I time it and I time it again. All of a sudden, my phone starts vibrating. Get to the hospital now. But my wife, my wife is, is preparing herself, and I'm like, but my wife said, in my mind, I know that I know that birth comes with some screaming and stuff. All the ladies say, "Man," in my mind, I'm like, but she's not. She's just relaxed. So she's having more and more contractions. We hop in the car. I said, "Baby, how you feeling?" And she's just like, mm. "Like she was. She was professional breathing. I'm talking about." I, I, I was just shocked. I'm like, something, this is this can't be right. My wife, she, she's consistently moving in the process. And we get to the midwife and it says, well, ma'am, you're right now you're 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 four centimeters dilated, and we can't check you in just yet. We gotta wait till you're six centimeters. I'm like, we're here now. What you mean, wait? <laughs> so they said, just lay around, give it two more hours, we're gonna come back and check and see where you are. Now, in this whole time, Brother Earl's in my mind, this birth thing is not going the way I thought it should go. Because this wife, I mean, if I, if I should ever be scared of my wife, this girl was like superwoman. I'm like, you're not crying or screaming or nothing? Now, now that ain't normal for everybody, but whatever she was taking was working. She's just relaxed, and she's just she's moaning and breathing through it. I'm like, my God, I know birth is not like this. It ain't no way. So they come in, they said, your wife is, she's now seven centimeters dilated. I said, get out of here. Because I know all she got to do is get to 10. But she ain't saying nothing yet. I'm like, something's wrong. I go to the midwife, I go over to my wife, I say, ma'am, is everything all right? I mean, my wife, she's, she's relaxing, conscious, and stuff, but some women are just like that. And then something in my head was like, this is a real woman. It gets crazier, folks. She gets, she gets to the point where they tell her, look, you just keep on relaxing. You're doing good, honey. You're doing so good. And I'm scared. I'm like, this can't be normal. So she gets, she gets relaxed in the, in, the, in, the, in the whirlpool, and she's, just, she's having contractions. And she stops. She's like, mm, I'm feeling it now. I'm like, you still not screaming yet? And she's laboring, laboring. All of this is laboring, laboring, laboring. And all of a sudden, my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law and I started praying because the midwife was saying, we got to keep this process going. I just want to tell somebody, you got to keep this thing going. Hey, don't sit down now. Don't be quiet now. Don't be unfaithful now. Don't back up now. Don't sit down now. Keep this thing going. Are you ready to quit? The preacher's here to tell you don't quit yet. There's a child coming. So she gets to the point she's in this birthing tub, and the strangest thing happens. I'd never seen nothing in my life. I'd never seen a birth before. All of a sudden, my mother-in-law, we're praying, we're praying, we're praying, we're praying, Lord, let this baby come, let this baby come in. In the midst of our prayer meeting, we hear somebody snoring. Look at my mother-in-law, she's speaking in tongues. I'm speaking in tongues. The midwife's like, 
I look down and my wife is in the pool snoring, sleeping. I, I refer back to my birth manual. Line 47, this ain't normal. Midwife, midwife said she is way too relaxed. She can slow these contractions. She's so relaxed. They said, we got to get this thing going. Okay, how we do that? So they get out of the tub. They get a moving and walking around. And I'm like, okay, this definitely ain't normal. And they start moving around. And one of the nurses comes in and says, we got one position. And I, I won't go into the, we got one position that if we put her in this position, that baby's got no choice but to come out. I said, well, doc, what you been waiting for? Up until this point, this whole thing ain't normal. I mean, I, I, I never, I never. And let me tell you something. They put her in that position. Sister Audrey, they put her in that position. And all of a sudden, she let out a scream. I said, I've been waiting on that all night. She let out a screeching yell. I said, yes. We about to have a baby. It wasn't a few moments later, she's screaming and she's crying. And I'm like, wow. Now, the whole time, they was like, sir, do you want to catch the baby? I said, yeah, absolutely. Cut the umbilical cord. Yes, absolutely. But at this point, she's, she's gotten to the point to where nothing is working like normal. Ladies and gentlemen, she has this baby. But can I tell you that as calm as she was and as relaxed as she was, uh, that baby didn't come out until some crying came forth. Can I tell somebody right now uh, that this is a Pentecostal church? Uh, God forbid uh, that we will be quiet and silent uh, and dead and not demonstrative. Uh, you got to worship. Uh, this is Pentecost. Uh, you got to praise. Uh, this is Pentecost. Uh, you got to cry. Uh, this is Pentecost. Uh, you got to run the aisles and shout uh, and leap for joy uh, until your baby come out. Uh, you got to leap for joy uh, until your baby comes forth. Uh, break forth. Uh, break forth. Break forth, break forth, break forth, break forth and cry. I wish you would try right now, cry aloud until something happens. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't know how bad you want your baby to bring forth. I don't know how bad you need a miracle, but I'll tell you how bad I want it. I'll cry aloud with singing. Oh, sing, oh, barren. Oh, cry. Oh, mama, cry. Oh, mama, cry. Come on, that's it. I hear it. Come on, that's it. I hear it. Come on, that's it. I feel it. You ought to shout in the Holy Ghost. You ought to pray in tongues. You ought to cry aloud. I said, sis, come on, somebody needs to get out of your pew and make some room in the house. Somebody ought to get out of your contentment and make some room in the house. There's a baby coming. There's a baby coming. That's it. Somebody's on the verge of a breakthrough. You got to break through and break forth. You got to break through and break out. Ah, 
Come on, ask him somebody lift up your voice right now. Come on, this is an atmosphere that diabetes can be dispelled. This is an atmosphere that a new, a new saint, a new visitor can get the Holy Ghost. Come on, this is an atmosphere that somebody can be born in the water. There's children coming. There's children coming. There's children coming. Come on, Rachel. Travail, there's a baby coming. Come on, Elizabeth. Travail, there's a baby coming. Come on, Hannah. Travail, there's a baby coming. Come on, Sarah. You've been barren, but travail until Isaac comes. Travail until Isaac comes. feel something moving right now. Come on, anybody feel something well and deep. Come on, if you need a breakthrough in your spirit, I wouldn't sit in my pew. If you need a breakthrough in your family, I wouldn't sit in my seat. I feel something moving down deep. I feel something moving. Oh, I felt it right there. Oh, I felt another kick. Oh, I felt another push. Come on, travail, 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 cry aloud, shout. Mm, I feel it. Oh, Come on, something happens when the Spirit of God begins to make intercession with moanings. It sounds like mama's moaning. With groanings, it sounds like a baby's coming up. That cannot be uttered. Come on, come on, come on. Somebody's going to get the Holy Ghost in the next 10 minutes. Holy Ghost. Now is the time that I tell you what God told me to tell Cornerstone this morning. I, I believe we're in an atmosphere that we're going to see some babies being born in the next few weeks. Anybody believe that? I just want to tell a visitor right now. Come on, don't wait to be baptized. Do it this morning. Don't wait to go down and have your sins washed away. You tell somebody, I got to have my sins washed away now. I got to be born again now. There's a baby being born in the water. There's a baby. Here it is. If I've ever heard a clear word from God, if you, if you miss anything of this sermon, don't miss this. If I've ever heard a clear word for a church, this is not a repeated repetition, fabricated or replicated sermon. God gave me this word for this church. You hear me right now in the Holy Ghost. 
I began to pray, and God began to turn in my spirit. The Holy Ghost began to speak in my ear. And God began to give me what I believe is revelation for the church at large, but more so for Cornerstone here. What I found out about the phases and the stages of labor, what I found out when the God began to speak to me, I said, God, I said, God, that is, that is divinely fitted for Cornerstone. You hear me right now in the Holy Ghost. I began to find out about the different stages of labor, about the process of time before children are born. And I know there's been some great revivals in this church, and I'm not diminishing anything that, that has happened because the Bible declares that there's one plant, one water, and God gives the increase. There's a process. A seed is planted, and there's a growing before something comes forth. Somebody say, break forth. I found out that there are stages to labor. I begin to study. I begin to study the processes of child, childbirth. And I found out that there are three stages. Somebody shout three. There are three stages to childbirth. Three stages. And the first stage, the first stage of labor has three different phases. The first stage of child labor is early labor. Somebody say early labor. This is the beginning. This is, this is the onset. This is the emphasy. Thank God for a man of God and his wife that pulled up a travel trailer and parked it in Spokane and said, we're going to have a baby here. We're going to have some children here. We're going to bring forth a, a nation here. We're going to have revival here. The early labor. Things start moving and things start growing. Somebody say growing. And the church starts growing. And it goes from 10 people to 40 and 40 to three to 300. And it grows and it grows. Anybody believe we're still growing? Come on, anybody believe that children are coming? Hey, this ain't about just new converts. This is about your miracle. Don't give up on your baby yet. The second phase, somebody say the second phase. The second phase is active labor. It's when, you, it's when there's some real force, some real turning, some real movement. And then mama said what I'm talking about. Things start kicking and things start moving and things start stretching. This is what happens when the church is growing and we're running buses and we're knocking doors and we evangelize. And can I tell you, we can't stop it now. We got to keep things moving. We can't shut down the process now. We got to keep things moving. And as I'm studying, in fact, I was in a coffee shop I was, I, was at, I was at writer's block, and I was like, God, what do you want me to tell your people? And when I got to the third phase, don't put it yet. When I got to the third phase, the Holy Ghost hit like a ton of bricks. Anybody want to know what the third phase of the first stage of labor is? 
Now, right now in the spirit, all I can see is cornerstone. All I can see is what God is doing in this church. Does anybody, does anybody want to know what the third phase of the first stage, uh, the stage on the other side, the road, the stage in the first building? Uh, anybody want to know what that first stage, the end of that stage is called? It's called transition. I don't know if that does anything to your spirit. But all I can see was God was taking Cornerstone from one point and bringing us to another. All I can see was the spirit of revival in the years past. God was saying the baby's still growing. The baby's still coming. We're just transitioning phases. We're just changing locations. We're just moving around in this labor. But we're going to keep on laboring. We're going to keep on laboring until the baby comes. Somebody lift your hands in the house. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel something moving in the spirit right now. I'm going to tell you what God told me to tell you, but I just want you to pray the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, if you're praying for a miracle, come on, if you need salvation this morning, I want you to lift your hands and pray right now. Come on, if you're praying for your children to come back to church, you need to pray until those babies come back. Come on, if you need healing in your body, I want you to pray until, until you feel something moving down deep. Come on, come on. If you're sick of living life the way you've been living it, and you feel like that, that, that you can't escape your troubles, and you need God, I want you to pray until you feel something. give you this next point. You hear me right now? When I give you this next point, I feel the Holy Ghost is about to break in the service. And the Spirit of God is going to break forth and some things are going to begin to break in the Spirit. Anybody believe what I'm telling you right now? Come on, anybody believe? Come on, anybody? Come on, somebody's right there. There's a preaching happening. Something's breaking forth in your spirit. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we're in a transition period. But now, ladies and gentlemen, we're moving from stage one to stage two. When I got to, oh my God, when I got to stage two, I couldn't control myself. Because God spoke to me clearly. He said, you tell my people that we are the point that we're at a full-term point in this church and that a baby baby's about to be born in Cornerstone like we've never seen before. That miracles are about to start happening in this church you've never seen before.
But when you come from transition, transition is the most exhausting point of labor. The mother's getting tired. She feels like she can't bring this baby forth. She's been laboring and been laboring, and she feels like quitting, and she feels like giving up. And I don't know if I can push this baby out. I don't know if I can get this baby out. But, but after the point of transition, there's only one thing left for the murdered mother to do. At the point of transition, there's only one thing for this church to do. When we get from that point of stage one to this point of stage two, God has a word of declaration to Cornerstone this morning. There's only one thing to do. God told me to declare to this church one word and one word only. One spirit and one spirit only. That if we're going to see babies born in the next few weeks, that this church has one thing to do in this point of transition. Are you ready to hear what God says? Are you, here? Are you ready to hear what God's telling you? God told me to tell this church to do one thing and one thing only. We need to push. We need to push, 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 push. I'll tell you, that's it. That's it. What you wait for, mama? Let the cry out and push. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, somebody ought to push your prayers to the next level. Somebody ought to push your prayers. That's it for the sergeant. Push for your family. Come on, push for your children. I hear babies coming. I hear children. Come on, that's it, Cornerstone. Push, 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 push. Come on, it ain't time to sit down. It ain't time to relax. It ain't time to shut up. We gotta cry. Cry and break point. Come on, I wish somebody would be demonstrative right now. Come on, all across the house. Come on, lift up your hands and push. Press in the spirit. Come on, come on, right now, push. Somebody needs to travail in the spirit right now. There's a breakthrough. There's a breaking. Oh, something's coming forth. Can you feel it, mama? Can you feel it, cornerstone? We gotta push until the baby comes. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, don't let it die in the womb. Come on, don't let it stay in the womb. My God, I wish somebody would get beside yourself and push in the spirit. Come on, some of you ain't shout in three months. Some of you ain't pray through in four weeks. 